Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and oh, this one is making me emotional just even recording the intro for because I have one of my favorite human beings on the planet, Sanjay, here. And Sanjay and I, the evolution of our relationship has become so beautiful. Sanjay and his partner, Hargo, of Feather and Dot, they would DJ when I would teach Kundalini yoga at festivals and sound healing. And the, and we would have these beautiful sessions together where people were just rocked the best way. And, you know, I was a music journalist for five years when I first embarked on my spiritual journey. And if there's anyone who's helped me enrich my spiritual truth, it's Sanjay. I've sat in plant medicine ceremonies with him. We've created music together. I've sat in his studio. And this episode in particular is super special because I recorded this the day before I lost my memory. And so it's pretty emotional because I had this huge transmission at his house and my dad was there when we recorded this episode. And Sanjay is just like one of the biggest hearts in the world. And so the former music journalist in me just was like so happy. And this episode is beyond healing. And I mean, we're talking about music as medicine, right? So if you've never heard of Sanjay before, he's a multi-instrumental artist and he's a singer songwriter and a producer. And his whole musical journey really began as a quest for freedom. And his vision is to really propel people into discovering their own sense of liberation And so he really enters the music scene with such intention. And that's why with his debut EP, Initiation, it really brought in tribal rhythms, transcendent vocals, electronic production, soul, and there was so much influence by hip hop's golden era. And actually the intro of the Sovereign Society podcast is Sanjay's track Dive. And so, like I said, this this is one of the most important people in my life. And so what I love about Sanjay is he's very aware and very passionate of also infusing in his culture. You know, he was born to Indian migrants and his dedication to music was really nourished through producing and engineering and playing in bands and while also really taking these spiritual detours. And so he's learned a lot from different indigenous cultures. And from the studies, he really started to notice this common thread of joy and celebration between them, really understanding that his purpose is to bring this medicine through his music. So initiation is his first solo work, his and it's incredible. And the whole intention is to help guide others to their own personal explorations, their fears and their resurrections. So he's really refined his live electronic sound and his album is remarkable. And his main ethos is that music is medicine. And there's so much Uh, alignment with his whole ethos, what I've felt, you know, growing up in the music industry and having such a deep history with music history where my grandfather was Frank Sinatra's security guard and my uncle was his best friend and Frank flew my whole family to California uh, so that they can open up restaurants. Like there's a lot of music in my blood. And so I love when I get to talk to people who are just as passionate in this episode we go really deep. We're talking a lot about whitewashing ancient culture and the Western spiritual community, which is something that isn't talked about enough and how we can really start to honor these indigenous preserving conditions of what's going on. So 
this is this is big, big work that we're doing. And we have the ability to use our platforms to really implement real change and to bring education and awareness. And so we also talked about Dive, like the track that is featured in the song. And he was working on his EP and the evolution of music and just how we can really create art out of purpose. And that's why we do what we do, right? So this is exciting. This is my last episode of being 31. Next week will be my 32nd birthday. And I'm going to be sharing with you the lessons I've learned along the way, not just in personal, but also in business. And I'm really, really excited for you to tune in and to listen to this episode, Music is Medicine. And also one last thing, if you're interested in tapping deeper into your awareness into your art, into your medicine, I invite you to reach out to me because I have three spots available to work with me one-on-one for Sovereign CEO, where we can hone in more on your brand strategy, your brand identity, and really take your medicine to the next level. So if you're interested, send me a DM over on Instagram. And if you're tuning in, make sure you tag Sanjay and I. We want to hear what's going on. You can tag me at Sabrina Riccio and you can tag Sanjay at Sanjay underscore underscore. So two underscores. We want to hear who's tuning in and remember to tag the Sovereign Society podcast as well. And if you have a few minutes, if you can leave a rating and review on, on iTunes so that we can really continue to spread this medicine and spread this message and mean the world because I've gotten so many responses from so many of you sharing how you're loving the direction that this podcast is going and how much you're loving these conversations lately. And so we want to continue to spread this message and this medicine out. So without further ado, let's dive in and tune in to Sunday's Medicine. Enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome back. I have one of my favorite people on the planet here. <laughs> I'm actually in his house and uh, a pops came. What up, pops? <laughs> What's up, Tony? Pops is in the house. Yep, pops is in the house. And uh, I have Sanjay here. And you may have heard his intro inside the track. And I'm just so pumped for him and seeing how. Uh, his music has evolved and how he's evolved. I've sat in ceremony with him. I've played at festivals and taught at festivals with him. And uh, there's just been a lot of growth. You brought us along for the ride. Hell yeah. Here Oregon for Eclipse. It. What year was that? 2017. 17, yeah. That was, that was the year I met you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was in San Diego from the solstice. And our friend Sheil, like you were playing with Hargo. Uh, Feather and Dot, and I was vending, and Sheil was like, oh, Hargo's moving to Joshua Tree, too. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow. And then, like, a week later, I was like, oh, my God, I'm playing Oregon Eclipse. Like, I wonder if Hargo and Sanjay would be down to DJ with me yeah. when I teach. And I was like, yo, you guys got to come. This is an opportunity we can't pass. That was amazing. We, Hargo and I, flew out from L.A., and one of us forgot the main hard drive. So we were at the airport trying to get, you know, to the eclipse and we called our friend and we were like, upload this session. He had to go into my house, get the hard drive, upload it to Dropbox. We're downloading it. And I then, never do this. Yeah. And then by the time we got there, it was pitch black. Like, cause we got there at night. Yeah. We just had no idea what we were doing. And then uh, I think we just slept in our car and we woke up in the morning and we rocked it. That was fun. Was I just good... couldn't even sleep that night because the line was like going into the next County. Like, yeah. and I had my class at like 10 AM. Like we had the class at 10 and there's no service. So I had no idea where they were and it was 8 AM and they still weren't there. And I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? Like, this is like a huge thing. There's like, we're teaching to like 500, 600 people plus. Yeah. And like, and then all of a sudden, like by the grace of God, they came walking through, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, we're here!" Yeah, we 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 slept somewhere where you weren't even supposed to. We basically pulled our car up like to the festival <laughs> park, like twenty feet from the stage, because we were like, "We cannot miss this." So, anyways, it was glorious. It was, it was pretty epic. So, thanks for having us. Yeah, it yeah. was amazing because a lot of people, like, we were the second like yoga mm -hmm. class, so a lot of people weren't going to like eight a.m. 
but they were yeah. like at ours and like people were outside. Like they could, there was even no more space inside. Oh yeah. They were all around the outside, like in the sun doing Kundalini yoga and like dancing yeah. to like Hargo and Sanjay and then doing epic. a sound bath. We, we did that. And then I remember I got back and then just went straight to Burning Man. Yeah. And it was <laughs> pretty good little stretch there. So it was fun. Oh, yeah. I just, yeah. A lot of people were going to Oregon Eclipse and then straight to the burn yeah. and they were already tired from the eclipse. It's like, dude, and you're doing another like week, 10 days at the burn. Like yeah. Godspeed, dude. I was pumped. That was great. But <laughs> yeah, that was fun. So. Yeah. And then from that, like. I feel like both of us have really seen or have been really stepping up and answering more of like true purpose and true mission. Yeah. And we're in a space right now where we're recognizing like there's no more room for playing small. And this is yeah. the time to really like take initiative and and go there. Well, I think like, you know, just with what's happening in the world, it's kind of like we don't really have an option at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, you have to find a way to be grounded and centered with all the chaos going on. Mm -hmm. So I think to do that, you kind of have to find something in yourself to get through that. I mean, everybody was just been at home for a year. I know. It's so, been a year now. Yeah. I think it's been a year since I've been in your house. Probably, yeah. With my pops. That's the last right. time I was here. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it was right when I just came back from Bali because I had a rush back. Mm -hmm. And my dad closed the restaurant and he came out here and uh, we came to visit. But I mean, I think there's a lot more of that reset, like even talking about festivals and starting off with that. We're all recognizing what's actually important and how we're choosing to to show up and step up. And also like, how do we like the community aspect has also been part of the test of all of this. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, and so I'm really, it's been really interesting because I think there's also been a lot of that spaciousness to tap into more of our gifts mm -hmm. and our purpose. So like you've been so focused on music this year yeah, and like creating music that is truly intentional and truly like medicine, like interwoven. Yeah. Like it's like bleeds through it. <laughs> that's Thanks. the way I see it yeah and yeah. Um, if you guys don't know the intro of this of the track is actually Sanjay's track Dive I like was reaching out I was like trying to find like new intro music because I was like so over my other one and I, I hit him up and I was like yo do you have any like demos or whatever you're not using he's like dude you should just use Dive and I'm like Hell yeah. And every time I send it to my editor, he's like, God, the new the new intro track is so good. I was like, I know, it's my friend. Thanks for all the support. Yeah. It's been it's been fun. Yeah. Like, last year was it was, you know, I think for all of us, it was just a complete head fuck, you know, for everybody. So I think like, but it ended up being one of the best things that it's ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um as an artist, I think for a lot of artists as well. I mean, I think it was at first an adjustment of being like, okay, I can't play shows. I can't travel, you mm -hmm. know? And so I think once you kind of, I got past that little mental barrier, it was more about, okay, like, like you said, there's like space to expand when you're in a grounded space, you can do that. So mm -hmm. I think that was like the silver lining around 2020 that the sanity underneath all the chaos really yeah you just have to get like the definition of like transmutation mm -hmm. and alchemy yeah. you know that is alchemy yeah. running with like really recognizing that hawk perspective of like looking down and being aware of what's going on and then mm -hmm. being able to like swoop in to those those open opportunities that are really coming through well i think a big part of that is just like it's awareness and I think awareness is the key mm -hmm. to like self-reflection. When you're aware of your own stuff, good, mm -hmm. bad, or aware of what's going on around you, you're able to kind of take that, like you said, you know, the alchemy of it and like transmuting it into something that's really, really beautiful, which mm. I think that kind of goes back to transformation and a lot of people's journeys, whether that's in a ceremony through medicine, or if that's something that happens just in your life through hardship or through a challenging situation. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, I tried my best to do that last year. Bish, you're so. not trying. You've done a phenomenal <laughs> job. I hate when Doing. people are like, I'm trying. I was like, 
give yourself credit. Yeah. You've been doing it. And like, like I said, the past like four years I've known you just witnessing your transformation. And I know you've been so devoted to like the real, the true path and like working a lot with not just like embarking on the medicine journey, but like really doing it like with integrity Mm -hmm. and like working with like true indigenous and really, um, centered and devoted to preservation of these tribes and of these communities, which I think isn't talked about enough because of Mm -hmm. course, like it's so beautiful that more and more people are ready to embark on the medicine path or they have, but how many of them have actually like whitewashed these traditions and how many, or how many of them have completely neglected, um, you know, the preservation of these medicines, um, of these tribes, of these communities, Mm -hmm. um, and really are using their platforms to speak up and to bring more awareness and infusing their gifts, their talents, and their passion for that bigger purpose and that bigger mission and drive. And, I like that's what I see of you and it's just like really beautiful and um, it's just it's so incredible so I'd love for you to like share with us more on like when you heard because like when Dive came out Mm -hmm. you created like this beautiful video magical it's all in the show notes if you haven't watched it yet Um, and you've been really devoted to me to Mm -hmm. like raising money to support the indigenous and to bring solar and like really like being more conscious with your art and with your, your gifts and your talents to bring more, um, not just sustainability, but preservation. Mm-hmm. Damn, you should do my PR. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. I was, I feel pretty fortunate, like of the people that I met that kind of got me to connecting with like some of these really amazing people from the indigenous, like either from the jungle or, from Mexico or from India, doesn't matter where, but they've just kind of um, really honored these traditions that they either come from or that they've studied. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it was really cool how that whole thing came about in terms of like, you know, it came from me DJing at at Bhakti Fest, which is like Mm. a spiritual festival, which I used to call the Cultural Appropriation Festival because it was just... Super, you know, it took me a minute, you know, I think sometimes when, you know, I'm Indian, but I grew up here. And so there's, I'm both, I'm first generation born here. So I have a huge part of me that's totally American. Mm -hmm. And then, but I grew up with an immigrant family and there's a huge part of me that's also Indian. So I grew up in a town where, you know, San Diego is like, it's not super mixed. We were one of the only Indian families that were that was there, maybe the only Indian family for like the first five or 10 years. Um, but it was also a very spiritual place because that's where Yogananda came, came from or um, wrote his book, Autobiography of a Yogi. Mm-hmm. And has Green a whole, Sanitas. yeah, the, mm-hmm. the meditation garden. So it was really interesting to grow up in a space where there was a lot of people studying yoga, which I knew that was like a part of my culture, but they looked nothing like me. And I was like, how they're teaching me about my culture, but, and they're teaching me stuff I actually didn't even know. So it was, it was, it was interesting in the sense that like at first, as you get older and like playing at Bhakti Fest, I mean, I saw a lot of things with the festival itself that I disagreed with in terms of how it was run. But, you know, at first I was like, what's everybody, this is crazy. This is like, you know, just walking by and Huddy Om, like just hearing like things mispronounced and just like, you know, I, I had to get past actually judgment on my end and you kind of, I kind of realized, well, people are actually just trying to learn and understand and seek. And that's what I was trying to do. Mm. So, uh, you know, there's obviously like a fine line when it gets, you know, I guess in that appropriation, um, area of things, but, uh, you know, I kind of went through a whole thing of like absorbing a lot of that at the festival while we were playing. And I'm like, one of the three Indian people that are at a festival called Bhakti Fest, which is, <laughs> it means devotion, you know, in uh, Sanskrit. So, uh, or Hindi. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was cool though, because that's actually how I connected with my friend Una. Um, she was out there helping her, uh, one of her her mentors, yoga teacher, 
uh, film. And I met her and she, you know, we got to DJ and then she was like, hey, do you want to meet some indigenous and sit in a ceremony? And so that kind of whole thing came about and that way. And then it kind of snowballed from there mm -hmm. to where I ended up, you know, working with uh, the Huni Queen tribe. And I asked them to be in this music video because I wanted them to um, be in the video and create art with a purpose that has, you know, intention is an energetic thing you put into the music, but then, you know, turning that into like something that's has purpose is is really really powerful so so what i'm trying to do now with uh stop trying you are doing <laughs> that's what i'm doing I'm now keep calling them out yeah, that's what i do with all my friends that's i'm like good. you're doing you're actively doing it you're not trying so that's what i'm doing now uh in terms of like this video and we are trying to raise twenty five thousand dollars for the huni queen we are raising $25,000 <laughs> for the Huni Queen and uh, to build solar in their village. And they're, uh, they're in Acre, Brazil. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Una is a phenomenal actress. Um, she's in Avatar and she's been in uh, Game of Thrones and a lot of other amazing things. And uh, she did me a solid and was in the, in the, in the video. Mm. And so we shot it actually out here in Joshua Tree. Um, really beautifully done uh, with my friends, Nick and Brian from Blend. And yeah, so here we are a year and a half later, you know, I was going to release it last year and then I actually released it. And then three days later is when like everything shut down, Yeah, everything shut down. So I pulled it and I'm really grateful for that because it gave me a year to really sink into my message, who I am. Um, you know, the world, the ethos of the world right now, is just totally changed from where it was two years ago or a year ago. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was a great time to really like, like you said, getting that third person, that Hawk perspective to look at that and to think like, you know, about my intention and why I'm creating music and what it's for. And or maybe so, more of the purple <clears throat> condor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The condor vision. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the the story behind that. So I love uh, that. Well, I think like you know, I, one of the things that we have to understand, especially with art, regardless if it's like mm -hmm. business, like a program, music, some project, there is a divine time when things yeah. are to be really absolutely shared because sometimes we can prematurely share it because we're so like eager and go, go, go. And then sometimes I don't want to say it fails, but like it doesn't get as much of the, uh, the movement or, mm -hmm. you know, it's the only word I can think of. And then you can like re-release it mm -hmm. and it just like is really aligned yeah. in that sense. And I think that's something that we need to, uh, become more, um, graceful ourselves like when mm -hmm. those things um, happen and be more humbled by those experiences as well because especially when it's something so intentional like that like they it it, it will show up it will be delivered it will arrive at the right time and that's where yeah. the faith and and not just in the process but the faith and believing in like the project that you're oh, yeah. creating because back then a year ago, you didn't even have the fundraiser no, creating yeah. for the solars. You know what I mean? So yeah, you could have released it a year ago, but when we talk about divine timing and alignment and pieces like that, there's always a bigger plan unfolding oh, that's yeah. beyond our, our awareness, especially when that could have happened and came through when like, shit hit the fan. <laughs> you yeah, know? for sure. I mean, I think it's like, you know, you just stick to your vision of what you want. Mm -hmm. And I think things kind of just start to fall into place more and more. And, you know, there's so many people that I've seen like that end up doing really well just because they <laughs> stick around long enough. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if you believe in what you're doing, I mean, I've written a lot of terrible music before I felt like I was like, okay, yo, this is my sound. Like, this is me. Mm -hmm. I understand that may even change from now, but I feel like what that journey is, is like about you're connecting to your own authenticity. Mm -hmm. And I was just, yeah, I mean, that's it. Like you can see what everyone else is doing. And if you still have a lot of like self-doubt or insecurity yeah. about like believing in your art, believing in your medicine, believing in your work, you're going to do what everyone else is doing because 
you're conditioned to believe like kind of like in a pack mentality of like, oh, I got to do what they're doing, obviously. But then yeah. it's, is it actually integrous with, mm-hmm. with you? And there is, it's a lot of um, trial and error. It's a yeah. lot of um, experience in that way. And I yeah. think over time, the more you give yourself permission to, uh, do that deeper work. You give yourself permission to like go to the depths of your souls and not really bypass shit anymore. No, I've seen some shit. I do not, I did not want to see, but I had to. Yeah. But then you create more space for, of course, for, for what's actually here for you to be experienced, to be, to be experienced. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sometimes what people forget because we've grown up in a society that, has been so like capitalistic, go, 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 like mm-hmm. really um, overrun and like just a shit show. Yeah. And I think that's what this 2020 was about was mm-hmm. like getting people to slow down and find out what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I have a lot of friends who definitely struggled mm-hmm. and I had a lot of friends that have actually been thriving since this happened. And I kind of noticed a lot of the people that were, th- that are thriving, um, they've been pretty grounded for a while. In they, terms and they've of, been really committed to the tr- their yeah. transformation for a while too. Yeah. That's what I've seen is a lot yeah. of people that are really committed that it didn't, li- it didn't really shake them. They kept their vibe high. You know, you, everybody has those moments of self-doubt. Like I had one today, you know what I mean? It's just like, it happens all the time. But I think it's important to say that too, because yeah. we've also grown up in um, a toxic, like the spiritual movement has had toxicity of its own more oh, yeah. than just cultural appropriation, but like a uh, good vibes only love and light and like keep your vibe high. But sometimes you have a shitty day and sometimes you need to give yourself permission to feel those emotions as well. Well, yeah, I think a little bit of like that Instagram culture is like, you have to wake up and feel amazing mm-hmm. and you always have to be at a hundred percent. You need a peak performance coach. You need this, you need mm-hmm. that. It's like, yeah, it's okay to just go through whatever you need to go through to, to get to where you want. But mm-hmm. I think the the key to that is actually just having clarity on what you want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that takes a little while. It's not always easy. Um, you know, before making, I called this record that I'm releasing that dive is on. It's called initiation. Mm-hmm. And it's cause like, I'm initiating myself and mm-hmm. like this process of making it from releasing it to then having to pull it. I mean, the video, we filmed it at the end of 2019, you know, mm-hmm. so it's been a while and, uh, you know, like it's tested me in a million different ways, you know? So with like either people that have come and circled in and then circled <laughs> left or, uh, just my own, like the self-doubt aspect or mm-hmm. having to rethink, refocus my approach to things. Um, and yeah, you know, it, as all artists have done at any point, you do a lot of things on your own at first. So um, until you get to that point where you can actually build a team and, mm-hmm. and have people help support you because um, no one's doing this stuff by the, on their own. It's like, that kind of goes back to another thing about community that, you know, you're driving the car in terms of your destiny, but you definitely need others there to support you and help you on that path. I think that's so much more of the Aquarian age too. Mm -hmm. Like we, like we grew up in a Piscean culture of like, like you, 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 you got to do this by yourself, blah, blah, blah. But now that we're more in the Aquarian age of community, of collaboration, Mm -hmm. each of us bring different gifts and talents and unique perspectives and flares to it. And when we're coming together on a collective mission and vision, there's so much more power to it. Oh, yeah. There's so much more to it. And I think it's just a really beautiful time. Like, yeah, you're talking about Instagram culture, but like, I know I've also met like so many of like incredible people from there. But like right now, as I'm recording this, I'm on a social media sabbatical for the whole month. Like I deleted the app off my phone. And I think it's also important to understand and be aware of when we need time. And I think that's part of the um, initiation in itself of like being in a more modern technological age, which has so much, so many perks. I mean, you create like electronic music, so you get it, but um, it's, there's also how do we find balance um, of like 
connecting with nature, with ourselves, with our community. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course it's been challenging because for the past year we haven't been able to do that so much like in person. So yeah. we've been more reliant on our technology. We've been more reliant on, um, you know, these phones and computers to connect. Um, but I think it's also important on how do we start to um, like, navigate through the times we're living in and learn to, to acclimate while also having those better boundaries, um, Mm -hmm. so that we can continue to listen and tune in, um, and to hear where we don't have to be like on 24 seven. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part about 2020. Mm -hmm. Like just going to wear sweats, chill, you know, work from home. I mean, I think people have realized now, like you can, um, you know, you can enjoy life. Like again, Mm -hmm. it's made people slow down and Mm -hmm. just kind of reassess the things that are important to them. Mm -hmm. And that's to me, the biggest thing that came out of last year. Yeah. And then with that, it's also like, especially as like growing up in America that is so busy Mm -hmm. and go, go, go. And then you see so many of these other cultures that tend to family time, tend to alone time really have like, paid time off and like pieces of things that for like the overall mental health Mm -hmm. of the collective as well. And I think that's not talked about enough. Like the only thing I'm really concerned about, like really, really concerned about, of course, more than just like the waste of like single use plastics from everyone doing takeout and shit from like this whole shutdown. But I'm really concerned about like that isn't talked about is the mental health. Mm Mm-hmm of um, the collective going through this. Some people lost jobs. Some people lost their businesses. Some people lost their homes. Some people lost loved ones. Yeah. And them being home, them not being able to interact. And especially I'm extremely concerned also about like the children who haven't been at school. They need that interaction Mm -hmm. and that connection. And I'm, that's like, those are the things I most like, aware of and just like who being like patient and um, choosing to use a platform to speak up more Mm -hmm. about mental health. Um, Because I know with me, like I've had challenges with mental health my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I really haven't done much this year or even last year of like working with plant medicines and things like that as well. Because I know I feel that there's like a spiritual war going on. And so like I don't want to open up my field um, to that space because I think it could it can come in and like really hinder my mental health, even though plant medicines and journeys have been a huge um, proponent and um, tool that have helped me like overcome Mm -hmm. mental health. Um, So I think there's also that awareness of like what's happening and to make sure you don't escape as well. Well, I think like you make a good point. I mean, there's plant medicine to me um, connects you to your essence. Mm -hmm. It lets you see a part of yourself that is really difficult to access without it. And Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of these cultures have used this for eons. You know, they've, Mm -hmm. they've been working with these things and they've, you know, they're masters of plants. Um, uh, and so I think as a result of that, like you get a glimpse and then you're supposed to, in my opinion, you work with that in a non-ceremonial space because you're not in ceremony more than you are. And so I think that's part of that integration. And, you know, I didn't, 2020 was, yeah, there's no ceremonies going on. So that's not um, true. We did one your birthday. Oh yeah. At the beginning of the year. The beginning of the year. And I would love to talk more about that because Mm -hmm. that's like, we came to Sanjay's house. We did a peyote ceremony for his birthday. It was like three weeks before I was leaving for Bali. Yeah. And like right before everything shut down. Yeah. It was wild. And uh, we did it in a teepee. We did it with indigenous and Mm -hmm. like there is true preservation of that. And then when we were all integrating, you had so many of your friends and it was like, it was a really well eclectic crew of people from like so many different races and places. And Mm -hmm. 
so much. And just, I could tell that like a huge piece that was going to be coming up was like cultural appropriation. And because I was hearing so many of the stories of your friends talking about how tired they are of like the whitewashing of like Indian culture and the spiritual community. They were tired of like being treated differently. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Like as as a global citizen myself who was very passionate and if I were to get my master's I'd get it in theology like I mm-hmm. love learning about other cultures and listening to other people's stories and I had a, I just knew like this is going to be an interesting year yeah I mean that was actually a really powerful conversation at my birthday I mean Indian culture is probably when I look at it I'm like it's probably the most appropriated culture in a lot of ways but it's also a beautiful thing because it's so, you know, I don't think, but I don't think India ever really went on any massive wars and conquering other mm-hmm. other places, but they did with their culture. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. it's that it's that powerful that they did that. And it's that beautiful to see it. But, you know, there is, again, for me, just because I see so much of it, you know, um, I think it goes back to awareness mm-hmm. and just people you can study as much as you can from a book and, you know, read every book on yoga or spirituality or any other religion and and take that as your own and connect with it. But then there's a different element of actually connecting with people that are from that, that, that lineage or that are from that to kind of understand it and respect it more. It's just paying homage. It's like, you know, for me, I love funk music, but, and I studied it and it actually, goes all the way back to Africa and a lot of that, those rhythms and that aspect that's in the music now. And so it's just kind of understanding. It's like a little bit more of an education. And I understand more of that from playing with people that also studied funk music that grew up before my time. And then Mm -hmm. I I was lucky enough to play with, and I learned from them from elders, you know? Uh, So I think, you know, one thing I realized is not everybody has access to that. So I feel really, you know, and I feel fortunate that I have had access to meet some of these cultures and some of these people because it gives me a better perspective. Um, but not everybody does. And I think that, you know, it's it's going to be a topic of conversation for a while, mm-hmm. how to get people to be more aware when they're, you know, feeling connected. And that's amazing. If you feel connected to another culture Mm -hmm. and you want to teach it and all that, and you want to study it, but, um, it'll be an ongoing There's a fine line Mm -hmm. on like, on how, cause I've seen, especially like in the yoga world. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, I grew up, I was like, there's, Encinitas is like the yoga capital of right, one of the like capitals. The, yeah, like, like, like the, the Ohm capital of the world is what they <laughs> call it. I was just like, how do I, I was like people here, cause we experienced like people, we were just different. So we were treated differently. Um, and just in the sense that like, you know, it was just, we grew up in a pretty much all white neighborhood, you know? And mm-hmm. so we were just different to all the other kids. Uh, but one thing I always observed, I was like, it's weird to me how you want to learn and do yoga, but you don't have any Indian friends. You know, it was just kind of like, I always found that being like, um, kind of interesting, you Yeah. Know? but again, you know, everyone's got their, not everybody's aware of that or has access to that, but, um, it is interesting that yoga, you know, Yogananda brought that to the United States and had his ashram in Encinitas, which was actually hippie colonies back in the day. And then as it just got more expensive, it got more gentrified. And so I always just found it ironic, you know, it's like a, it's just a funny Well, situation. I did my teacher training, my my Kundalini teacher training in Encinitas. Oh yeah. Uh, Solo yoga. Oh yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I do love that space, but I could also feel a lot of the false light that has infiltrated that space as well. Mm-hmm. Um of like the cultural appropriation and, you know, and pieces like that. And so I think it is important to have more of these conversations and to bring more awareness um, and to share more voices and stories, because I think that's the beautiful thing about ceremony is that Mm -hmm. you are sitting around like this campfire sharing stories. And that's how it was uh, back when that's, Mm -hmm. that's so ancient in that sense. It's like you grew from storytelling. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's why I think those integration periods after ceremony are really important as well. And then there's people like living in Joshua Tree, like people just come here, spend like $400 a night at an Airbnb, eat psychedelics, go into the national park and come back. But how much integration is it, right? How much, yeah. how much are they actually paying reverence to the land? How much are they, mm -hmm. is there actually mm -hmm. like uh, communion with spirit mm -hmm. and the land? Or are you just like... Tapping well, in, you know, kind of just goes back to like the consumption culture type type attitude. So yeah, it's good to for me. You know, I always I try to ask. You know, the land. You know, like where I live in mm -hmm. in Joshua Tree. It's uh, you know doing ceremony here. I remember one of the first ones we did. We did it with these two elders that were ninety years old, mm -hmm. and they just kept getting visions of so many natives that were murdered here. Mm. And slaughtered, and they, you know, uh, Don Estulio, who's the um, Marakame, who actually led the whole ceremony. He was just talking about how he was shifting this energy on here from a lot of these spirits that felt really, really upset about what had happened here over hundreds of years. Wow! And so, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought about that unless I'd had that experience. And ever since then, I like, I do think about like the cultures that kind of came before and mm -hmm. the, and the people that have honored the land. Mm -hmm. So it is something important to do, you know? And I think like, it goes back to the same question is like, we can't expect everybody to just know what to do. It's like, I didn't know what to do for a yeah. while. So it's like, and there's no shame to that. Yeah. And I think there's no shame in, in it. And I mean, the appropriation part, I mean, you know, like that's just, going to be around for a little while, but all we can do on our end is like, for me, I'm just like, look, I'm going to create art where it's a mix. It's my perspective that I'm putting into something that is, can be presented to many mm -hmm. people at a time. So hopefully that, which is, I think all of us have that ability to present our art, our expression, whatever that is in a way. And that can carry, you know, those things can one idea can change someone's life. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I had one experience that made me more aware of something. So, you know, I think like this new age that we're kind of coming into is about people putting that intention of what they want to see in the world into whatever they do. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that is what's going to move humanity forward and kind of help heal some of these things that, that we're going through. Well, like we were talking about like how things are happening for a reason. To me, that's another part of why I believe like festivals haven't happened is mm -hmm. because it's been like such a capitalistic money, like hungry yeah. thing that will, will cram more people on the land, more people on the land, more people on the land. People are consuming plant medicine, psychedelics, drugs, whatever. But like, are they actually asking permission of the land? Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. You know what I mean, and that's I think like <laughs> I definitely have it many times when I've eaten yeah, psychedelics. So yeah, I've been on that side. Yeah, and so I think like this wrench that's been thrown on the path in a way has been the time out to mm -hmm. yeah. to remember, like we were saying in the beginning, like what's actually important, mm -hmm. and um, when the time comes that things do open up again, where's the intention behind it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because well, think, it's it's a non-negotiable, yeah. really, with where we're going. Yeah, I mean, look, I think anything in in my life that I try to remind myself is that I'm doing it with intention. I mm -hmm. think that's probably one of the biggest things, like on this path of, you know, trying to find my voice as an artist um, or finding my voice as an artist. And uh, <laughs> I got him. Just I'm a quick learner. So. Um, <laughs> that whole thing is around intention. It's like, what do you want? What's the clarity? You know, that it, to me is the biggest piece. Mm. If you can get a little bit of clarity mm -hmm. and in terms of what you want, mm -hmm. then you're able to put that intention in terms of like, I want to feel this way. I want my life to be like this, you know, or if I'm going to take some psychedelics and it doesn't even have to be, in my opinion, like a formal prayer. Like, you know, you just slow down and think about, what you want out of an experience. I mean, isn't that like, why wouldn't you do that? You, you don't even have to be spiritual to do that. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I want to have an amazing time. You know, sometimes people, what I've seen, and I've been there too, is which is where you do those things unconsciously. Oh, and, that's, and that's how I had that difficult LSD trip. Yeah. I got in a fight and then I ate a tab. 
That was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> that was dumb. Oh my God. But it was such a blessing at that time. And I think that's the yeah. other thing too, is like. Well, you got in a physical fight? No, I got, no, no uh-huh. I got in like a like, verbal right, fight. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I was fight club and shit. No, I got in a fight <laughs> in a car because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to like hide my drugs. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't give it to me. So I was like, fine, I'm just going to eat it now. And I ate it. And But there was like a little, little tiff before. And then I started seeing all the manipulation and mind control that was happening mm-hmm. um, at Coachella. And then that like whew, opened me up to my bigger purpose. And so I think even when things are challenging or things don't work out the way mm-hmm. you want to, there are greater lessons and um initiations in itself that can come out Mm -hmm. of it. And of course it may take time to alchemize and may take time to transmute. But from those challenging experiences, you have the ability to recognize how strong you really are. For sure. And I think that's what we need to remember is like, yes, it's been a challenging year for some, some it's been phenomenal, but we're going to be able to look back at all this and see the amount of growth we've had. Mm Mm-hmm. In this one year, like time is non-linear, but yeah. because there was such a, um, it was out of like the normalcy of like how things should flow, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, there was, it was just a different experience for so many people because um, it was the unknown. Yeah. And it was so different, but it, I mean, it's been really beautiful to see how people are taking initiative, how people have more intention, um, how there is more of a drive to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And it's time for us to start infusing more of our gifts, more of our arts, more of our passions to be yeah. part of that solution if we want to continue to cultivate a sustainable future. Yeah. I mean, I saw so many people starting small businesses Mm -hmm. during... um, Uranus and Taurus, man. This is like now until like what, 2026. This is like Mm -hmm. the energy for sure. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people like just follow their passions and have hobbies that they're turning into businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend, she got into tie-dyeing and just killing it. You know, she's just like... She quit. I mean, she lost her job, but she's making more than she did when she had her job. Incredible. And she's able to have way more freedom and... So, yeah, I mean, I think that where we're going is definitely that space where people are going to ask themselves about what makes them happy and kind of focus their life more on that, on those things that... that, that Bring do. joy. Yeah. Because that's what this life is about. And, uh, and yeah. you have the ability to be in joy, like enjoy for yourself and be joyous for the outcome of how it's impacting others as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the driving force. So um, to wrap up this conversation, I want to ask yeah. some lightning round questions for yeah, you. The lightning round, let's do it. <laughs> what does sovereignty mean to you? Sovereignty means to me, um, <laughs> sovereignty means like standing in your power with truth. Hmm. What would you say to younger Sanjay? Um, wow, that's a really good question. Uh I would say keep going. Hmm. I would say be more gentle with yourself and keep going. Hmm. I already know this answer, but I want to share it. Animal totem that's been guiding you. <laughs> the condor. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Amazing. And what is your greater intention with your music and your art? Greater intention is kind of basically what we're saying is to help humanity or people through my art to be able to discover the power that's within them. Hmm. And if it can awaken 1% of that, that's amazing. So, and to have people just enjoy themselves when they're listening to my music and to have it be something like what music served as something for me, it was very cathartic. And so if I can, you know, help with that in terms of someone's process, then mission accomplished and you know if they're having fun in the meantime even better amazing what would you say was the concert that like revolutionized your life or the show that you saw um well there's a lot but i would say seeing prince in like i saw him in high school and actually i saw him in 1990 no wait sorry i'm thinking back here i saw him in like 2003 and uh, it definitely just completely changed me forever. So I love that. And where can we find more of you and your music? 
Um, you can follow me at Sanjay, two underscores, um, or on Spotify, Sanjay, Apple Music. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. And what last little nugget of wisdom would mm. you want to share? Last nugget of wisdom. Uh, I would say be authentic, you know, mm-hmm. like I heard that so much and it never made sense when people would say that. But I think what I found out it means is to just follow your excitement. Mm. Follow the things that get you excited. I love and that. go in that direction because then you'll always feel really, really stoked on whatever you're doing and really, really happy with whatever mm-hmm. you're doing. So follow, if there's like, you know, when I'm writing something, if I'm, if I love it, if I'm excited about it, I'm moving around the room and dancing, mm-hmm. it's, it's a go. If it feels like it's not that, then why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my. And if you want to support his project that he's doing. Yeah, that's right. Um, we are raising $25,000 for the Hooney Queen who are in the music video that Sabrina is going to put a link to. Um, to help them build solar. Uh, there's um, the fundraiser is going to be up for a couple months. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out on my website, www.sanjay.art. A-R-T. I love it. It's so beautiful. And I'm just so grateful that yeah. hey, of the work you. you're doing. Yeah, you've been such an awesome support. I appreciate you. This whole journey. And it's been awesome watching you grow your business and everything that you're doing. And so... You know, it's cool. It feels really aligned and I'm finally glad that I got to do this with you. Hell yeah. I'm pumped for it. Thank you, brother. Awesome. And uh, if you haven't, please watch the music video and go support and like learn more about Sanjay because his his music is just so like nourishing for the soul. That's like, (laughs) it is. It just brings such a smile to my face and just feels so good when I listen to it. So awesome. I appreciate you. Yeah. Much love. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. I love you, brother. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll be catching you soon. Yeah. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because we've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.